0: And hello, and welcome to our program, The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy Edition. I'm Vic Batista, along with Nathan Jones of Lamb and Lion Ministry. And again, we thank you for being part of our program, as we have an exciting program prepared to you today, as we're going to be talking about America's election tricks or treats. But before we continue, I'm going to ask my co-host, Nathan Jones, if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, thank you so much
1: for this opportunity to study your word. I just pray you'll bless our time together, Lord. Reveal your insights to us, Lord, so we may grow in our relationship with you. Thank you, Jesus, in your precious name. Amen.
0: Amen. Again, you're tuned into our Truth Who Set You Free, Bible Prophecy Edition, Big Batista, Nathan Jones. Again, we're talking about America's election tricks or treat. For those of you that are following us live on social media, hey, we'd love for you to share this program with your friends and invite them to be on and join us so this way they can study. Bible Prophecy with us today. But before we continue, I'm gonna welcome my co-host Nathan Jones to the program. Nathan, it's great to have you on.
1: Brother, great to always be on with you, teaching uh, the Bible and studying it. I just thank you so much uh, that for all the time and effort you put into putting these together.
0: Oh, Nathan, it's always a joy. You and I would love to serve the Lord and it's always uh, just amazing to be able to do so. So I'm glad that we are back this other amazing busy week. But Nathan, for someone maybe who's new to our program and maybe they are not sure how to get a hold of us or what we're all about, can you share with them a little bit about the ministry? Well, uh, Vic and I are both evangelists with Lamb and Lion
1: Ministries. Uh, our
0: ministry um,
1: is focused on Bible prophecy. So that's our mission is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ to as many people as we can as quickly as we can. So we do that primarily through our television program now in its 18th season called Christ in Prophecy. And uh, me as the internet evangelist, I focus on uh, internet. Of course, I speak at conferences and churches like I did this past weekend. But uh, folks can check us out at ChristinProphecy.org. We have tons of our TV shows, uh, inbox and perspectives videos, uh, all sorts of sermons, uh, articles, newsletter you can sign up for, social media. We want you to grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ and get excited about His soon return. So check us out, ChristinProphecy.org.
0: Thank you so much, Nathan Jones, for sharing that wonderful uh, information. And of course, we want to encourage those of you that are tuned in right now, take advantage of these wonderful, wonderful resources. Uh, you are going to be blessed as you grow spiritually in the knowledge of the Lord. So again, very excited. And Nathan, also, uh, uh, I know that um, you are an internet evangelist and you're sharing the gospel with people uh, throughout the billions of people out there. Uh, so I, I know that the that. Also during the week, you have some wonderful speaking engagements. You're doing a few of those via Zoom. You were invited to one. Uh, Can you share with uh, those that are listening how maybe they can also um, uh, get a hold of you to be able to go out there and maybe bless their ministries?
1: Well, sure. Uh, uh, Our evangelists on staff are more than willing and happy to come to any church and uh, Bible study group to help share God's word. uh, We do that pre-COVID quite a lot, uh, going all over the country, uh, even overseas. I was supposed to be in Germany this year, speaking at a few conferences. And, uh, of course, COVID changed things. Everybody moved online, and so so did we. So if you want uh, uh, us to connect with your church, uh, we'd be more Bible study or whatnot. We'd be more than happy to connect via Zoom and and teach some lessons and uh, things like that. So uh, just contact us. You go to our website at ChristinProphets.org, click the contact button, and you can reach us, and uh, we'll connect you with one of our evangelists. Now, if you're Spanish speaking, we will connect you with Vic Batista.
0: Thank you so much, Nathan. Muchas gracias. And yes, we we are excited about that because individuals can have an opportunity as well uh, to reach the Hispanic community. And you and I are available, Nathan, to uh, share that. And in the past, you and I have done a number of programs as well in bilingual. So there's a a little bit of content that people can get so they can start um, getting out there to the Spanish community.
1: Yeah, Vic and I have archived these podcasts now for over 10 years. And that's also under Christ and Prophecy. It just... uh... Search podcasts, and we'll have all sorts there. And yes, a lot of uh, many years, uh, Vic would uh, speak in Spanish, and I'd English, and he translate for me. We have lots of those, and we also have our sister site uh, hosted by Donald Dolmas called In Defense de la Fe, In Defense of the Faith, and that has a lot of our materials translated the Spanish put on his website. And so check that out if you're a Spanish speaker or you got a church that focuses on the Hispanic community. Uh, we have a lot of resources for his, uh, Hispanic community as well.
0: Mm, Thank you so much, Nathan Jones, for sharing that uh, for our listeners. And of course, Nathan, as we continue in today's program, we're very excited uh, because God is always doing some fantastic things in the midst of challenges. And of course, uh, one of the challenges that we're facing right now is the situation in America with with the current election. And there's just a lot of confusion uh, regarding the election. There's a lot of confusion regarding the candidates. You and I know that in the middle of all this, there's a lot of deception. There's a lot of spiritual warfare. And people need to be aware of this, Nathan. When It's not just two people or two candidates here, but it's what's behind the scenes also, right? Oh,
1: if there's any election that I've been in in my decades of watching elections here in the United States, is where I, I everyone, you'll hear people say, well, you know, this is the most important election of our country. And everyone is, but this one. We'll decide whether the United States continues to stay on its Judeo-Christian values or if we shift and and reject God and turn towards secular humanism. So one platform, Republicans want to stick with Judeo-Christian values, and the others want to leave God behind. I've looked through the 92 pages of the Democratic platform. There's one mention of God, and it has nothing to do with God. It's just uh, like God-given skills as an adjective. So... There, there's totally a different view of, of how the country should run, how the laws uh, should work, and uh, whether we even eject our economic system, whether we go through capitalism or switch to socialism. In the end, uh, the America could very well be following Venezuela if a certain party gets voted in. Now I know a lot of people don't like Donald Trump, and uh, he's tough to deal with, but uh, you're not voting just for Donald Trump. Uh, Donald Trump's election brought in the three new... Supreme Court judges, including Justice Barry, that Barrett that just got uh, put in. So we're voting for something bigger and uh, more important. And so yes, this election is extremely important. And I think a lot of it too is is who's elected fulfills God's purposes for the end times. For instance, Donald Trump uh, negotiating the Abraham Accords and having these different Arab countries make agreements with Israel for normalization, could be, well, the laying the found work for the peace and safety that Israel will have before the Gog and Magog invasion. So uh, it's important who we vote for.
0: Nathan, that is a great point. And I think you hit the nail on the head. You know, people are very confused uh, in terms of of the presidential election. They think it's only two people, either Trump or Biden. And somehow uh, we think that that's it. That's all the candidate, that that's all that matters. But like you mentioned, there's so much more uh, that we need to be praying for and that we need to make sure that we uh, vote wisely, uh, not just at the presidential level, but also at the local level, Supreme Court judges and all those, because ultimately these are all the decision makers uh, when it comes to the important things for Judeo-Christian values, such as abortion and also homosexuality uh, and conservative values. And this is this is why, like you mentioned, this is a, a fight like never before. Uh, when uh, we saw the, the transition from Trump to Obama, uh, there was all sorts of things that people were saying. But now we find that decline spiritually in America, it's alarming. And the hate for Christianity, for the Bible, uh, that's just increasing. And if we don't wake up to the reality of what's happening, Nathan, you're absolutely right, we're in big trouble as a nation.
1: Oh, it's, it's a tremendous because we're seeing a, the spirit, look at, for instance, what's going on with Antifa in Portland and other cities. They are marching through the streets saying, F your Jesus, they're burning Bibles, and they're even holding satanic rituals. They have no respect for law and order, and they want to destroy the system we're in. That is about as satanic as you can get. When we have thousands of of self-proclaimed witches, which three of them have founded Black Lives Matter, the founders of Black Lives Matter are actual witches, then you know that there's a very demonic presence going on. This is a spiritual battle, and whether Donald Trump is is a Christian or not, we don't know. He's professed, but then again, but we know what he stands for, pro-life. He stands for Israel and America and and Judeo-Christian values and churches and freedom. I mean, if he could be the Nebuchadnezzar of this time period, Nebuchadnezzar wasn't a believer until the end of his life, but God used him mightily. And and I I see that there's a a fantastic spiritual battle waging. And and who knows by the election day, you know, if we're not Actively engaged in a second civil war, so it's extremely important that as Christians we pray. Now, that, that's the one thing I think that uh, one party has over the other is one party is not really praying, the other one's praying emphatically. So I just pray that the Lord hasn't forsaken this nation yet, just like uh, God did when uh, Abraham asked whether Sodom and Gomorrah could get protected and not be destroyed if they had righteous people in it. Uh, that America has enough righteous people that God won't destroy it yet. Uh, Maybe he'll take us out the rapture. That's what I'm looking for. And then those people that want to destroy the nation and merge it into a globalist government, well, they can get what they want because prophetically, that's exactly what's going to happen. But while the
0: church is here, I'm hoping the Lord holds off his judgment. uh, And I'm right there with you. Thank you so much, Nathan. Of course, for those of you that just tuned in, you tuned into our Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy Edition. Big Batista, Nathan Jones, as our topic is America's Election Tricks. Or treat and Nathan, I, I, there's just a lot of tricks, a lot of deception. We know that this is leading somewhere, Nathan, because you and I know that there's going to be a world leader who really is going to be the main, uh, 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 the main deceiver when he rises up to power. And and I mean, when you and I talk about tricks or treat here today, this is not just a little Halloween thing. The reality is that this individual that's coming. He's going to deceive the world, and he's going to destroy people. And that's outlined for us in Second Thessalonians chapter 2, there about the coming of this leader, the, the global uh, evil president, if you will, that we see uh, it's in the works right now. Right, Nathan? Oh, absolutely.
1: It is a foregone conclusion prophesied over 2,600 years ago that eventually the world will be under a global government. We're already seeing it very close with the UN. We've seen WHO wield enormous power during this COVID crisis, but again, not strong enough to have the world obey it. There's these, these certain leaders like Donald Trump and Boris uh, Johnson, and we've got also uh, Benjamin Netanyahu and others, uh, even Vladimir Putin, who are standing up against the new world order. They got to be removed before that happens. And there's a series of Bible prophecies that lead up to those type of events. Eventually, the whole world will submit to this antichrist, except for Israel. And so that's where it's going. That's, but that's after the rapture. Before the rapture, as Christians, we're still to be salt and light in this world. We're still supposed to stand up for what's right. We've done a number of TV, sh- uh, Christian prophecy TV shows about the Christians' responsibility as citizens of God's kingdom, as well as citizens of the, our country to vote to to stand up for what's right. And we've had. People denounce us for that. Christians who say, you know, Christians should have anything to do with politics and Christians shouldn't vote and we should just stay out of everything. It's like, what? Where does that interpretation come from? That's not in the Bible. We're called to be salt and light in the world and that includes using the, everything that the Lord's given us to hold evil back. So uh, I'm very adamant against those who say that Christians have no business in politics. Christians have very much every business to be in politics.
0: Nathan, that's a very good point. And it's sad right now because, uh, you know, individuals are so confused about that issue. Uh, They really, really think that that, that Christians should not be involved in politics. And yet we find so many that are saying that's not true. I mean, when you look at the Bible, when you look at individuals in America that have made uh, such a difference, they were pastors, they were leaders, Martin Luther King, right? And so many others. And they very well believe that Christians have a voice in politics because that's what ultimately changes. And if we don't stand up and and stand in the gap, then surely the enemies will come in and fill in the gap. And, and in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, uh, Nathan, people need to see really what's coming uh, in the future. And we believe that that spirit is already here. Would you be able to read for us, Nathan, there, Second Thessalonians 2 verses 1 through 7, just to give people a glimpse of what we're, where we're headed? Sure, sure. Now, brethren, concerning
1: the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to him, we ask you not to be soon shaken in mind or troubled, either by spirit or by word or by letter, as if from us, as though the day of Christ had come. Let no one deceive you by any means that that day will not come unless the falling away comes first. And the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, So he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Do you not remember that when I was still with you, I told you these things? And now you know what is restraining that he may be revealed in his own time for the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. Mm,
0: I love that. And Nathan, of course, we know that you mentioned this earlier. We, the Christians. Uh, by the power of the Holy Spirit, the church is really restraining, holding back the flood of evil that really will come against this country. And this is what conservatives really are playing a big part in these elections. Yeah.
1: And again, this uh, section of the Bible, Second Thessalonians 2, has been grossly misinterpreted over the years. People say, well, look, uh, the Antichrist needs to to go and desecrate the temple and sit in Israel's temple before the rapture of the church. This isn't about the rapture of church. The day of Christ is Jesus' second coming at the end of the tribulation. And nobody's missed that. There'll be seven years of tribulation before that happens. And part of it is that this what the Bible calls the man of lawlessness, or what we'll call, John calls the Antichrist. Uh, first, there has to be a falling away from the faith, and we're certainly seeing that in this day and age. But uh, he will eventually... Exalt himself and rule the world for seven years until Jesus comes that day of Christ comes when he comes back So uh,
0: that's gonna happen you know, Nathan, and I'm so glad that you share that because, again, we see that before these events, of course, the rapture is the next event on the calendar, and even more, we see how how this day is drawing closer, and that's why we're excited, and that's why we're proclaiming God's truth because that's what we want to we want to be busy about His business, making a difference while we still can, and not just throw our hands up and say, "Well, I just can't do anything." Politics, uh, whoever is going to get in there is going to get in there. No, we have an opportunity to uh, elect the right person in there through prayer and doing our part. Well said. In verse 6 and 7
1: substantiates what you just said. Uh, Here we learn about the restrainer, the restraining influence, or God's work through the restrainer. What's that? It's a church. God is holding back evil through the church. People say, well, God's got all the control. He's handling it. Yeah, he's handling it through the church. If you're a Christian, you're saved then you are a part of that church and you are part of the restraining influence. God has you here for a purpose of evangelism and restraining evil. And how do we restrain evil? We use every tool the Lord's given us, and that is our civic duty. We, we should do that to help restrain evil.
0: You know, Nathan, that, that is such a good point. Before we get to the next section here in Second Thessalonians uh, 2, verses 8 through 12, if you give me just a minute, I wanted to read a great um uh, a great post from Franklin Graham yesterday again to show us what Christians can be doing regarding the election. And he wrote this post and he says, with election day only a week away, voters need to look closely at those running for the office of vice president. Who would who would you trust in this key position and to and to possibly one day fill the role of president of the United States? And, and he goes on to say, uh, my mother always taught me to let women go first. So let's look at Kamala Harris. She's a lawyer, former DA of San Francisco, former attorney general of California, and is known as the most liberal senator in Congress. She is an avid supporter of abortion. She supports sanctuary cities, open borders, the Green New Deal, and the government mandating things like mask wearing outdoors. She supports legalizing marijuana at the national level, and she has been weak on supporting law enforcement. Kamala Harris supports increasing taxes, She opposes the oil industry and will ban fracking. She opposes the Second Amendment and advocates for strong gun control. She would appoint liberals, activists, judges to the federal court system and to the Supreme Court. If Joe Biden were to win this election, many people believe Kamala Harris will likely have to be, will likely to replace him as president in the next couple of years due to his age and possibly Cognitive decline, and then and then he and then Franklin Graham goes on to say. Now he says, then there's Mike Pence. He served as congressman and then governor of the state of Indiana before becoming our our vice president. He has a long history of being pro-life. He supports family and believes in marriage between a man and a woman. He supports uh, secure borders and a strong military. He is an outspoken advocate of the police and law enforcement across the country. He supports lowering taxes. Mike Pence is pro-Second Amendment. He will continue appointing conservative judges who believe and support the Constitution with the federal court system to the U.S. Supreme Court. He has a track record of defending religious freedom. He is an evangelical Christian and isn't ashamed or afraid to share his personal faith. So ask yourself, who do you trust to lead this country if either one of the candidates were unable to fulfill duties as president. And I just had to applaud that, Nathan, because I mean, here we are again, Franklin Graham is saying, yes, we can make a difference. What we do matters. Absolutely. You know, it's
1: interesting about Kamala Harris. Uh, you've probably been familiar with the undercover videographer who went into Planned in Parenthood and had filmed so many interviews where the women were, who worked there were bragging that Planned Parenthood sells baby parts. They're making money off the death of these babies, lots of money. And, of course, uh, he got, once he released the videos and Planned Parenthood got exposed, then they came down on him with everything they had, all the lawyers, all the court cases. Well, who is the prosecutor or was the prosecutor during that time period? (laughs) It was Kamala Harris. She was the one that trying to silence him from from making any progress uh, to to show the evils of Planned Parenthood. She was the one behind us. She's the one who sent in agents to raid his house and take all his equipment away. I mean, she is fiercely, fiercely pro-abortion. My wife uh, mentioned the other day, she says, you know, Kamala Harris really is just a female version of Barack Obama. And, you know, it's not because uh, they're both black. She's half black and he, he, well, he's half black too, but she's half black, half Indian. It's not their race or ethnicity. It's their uh, ideology. They have the exact same very, very far left ideology that's, you can't be far left and be a believer in Jesus Christ as your savior. The, one is, is radical humanist, the other is, is God affirming, and, and the two don't match. So Kamala Harris would only push everything that's anti-Christian and anti-Judeo-Christian values.
0: Mm, excellent point, and Nathan. Again, and this is why individuals need to recognize they're probably wondering why is Vic, why are Vic and Nathan doing this program? Because, right, Nathan, this is important. It's being, it's fulfilling Bible prophecy. And individuals need to recognize we do need to pray and we need to get out there and vote uh, and make a difference. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, uh, verses 8 through 12, it defines for us really what's going to be coming in the future and, of course, uh, in the time of the tribulation. Would you be able to take us there, Nathan? 2 Thessalonians,
1: th- yeah, Thessalonians 2, 8 through 12 reads And then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth. And destroy with the brightness of his coming. The coming of the lawless one is according with the working of Satan. With all power, signs, and lying wonders. With all unrighteous deception among those who perish. Because they have not received the love of the truth. That they might be saved. And for this reason God will send them strong delusion. That they should believe the lie. That they all may be condemned. Who do not believe the truth. But had pleasure in unrighteousness.
0: Nathan, that's a handful right there. And uh, again, we're talking about tricks. Or treat. Here we see the deception uh, that is it, going to be full-blown. And here what we're, what's happening during our time is, is, is of course, the opening uh, of this spiritual battle, but it's going to get much worse. But we can make a difference uh, for now while the Lord still gives us opportunity. Would you agree, Nathan?
1: Oh, I, I'd absolutely agree. And, and again, uh, verses 1 through 12 are not in any chronological order. Paul is all over the place when it comes to things happening in the tribulation. But uh, another thing that happens at the beginning of the tribulation is, is that not only is the God remove the restraining influence and so evil will just explode worse than it is now. It'll look like that uh, Walmart in Philadelphia that got raided last, uh, the last few days. I mean, it'll be awful. The whole world will look like that, but God also will give them a, have a lie that they will believe. In other words, if they have rejected Jesus and they've hardened their hearts against them like Pharaoh did then after the rapture, they won't acknowledge the rapture as an event that God was behind. They'll make some excuse, some lies, some deceptions. Maybe aliens uh, abducted all the Christians, or maybe global warming killed them all, or maybe COVID wiped them out. There'll be some lie, and, and the people will willingly choose to believe it. And the reason for that is because they have so set their hearts against God that God does not want them to turn to him and accept him as Savior anymore. So he allows them to believe this delusion. And... Brother, I don't know about you, but we are seeing a great delusion around the world already. This, this passion for socialism as something, and a system that has failed time and time and time again. And yet everybody seems to lately be applauding it as if it works and it never has. And, or this idea that we don't need God and, or, or evolution, one of the biggest, most unfounded of, of all the deceptions. And yet people take that to mean that's the origins of the universe. Anything. Anything. To pretend that God's not there so they don't have to live under his moral law. I mean, the depravity of mankind is, <laughs> is shocking, isn't it? When we see how, how much people are willing to believe a lie over the truth.
0: Yeah, Nathan, and Christians instead of standing up, they're also believing for this lie of equality. You know, it's just we 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 need to accept everyone, and we cannot make waves. We see this in the in the business in the business sector, and, and basically what they're doing is uh, saying, "Hey, you can b- bring up anything you want, except Jesus."
1: <laughs> well, and we're seeing so much censoring going on on, on social media and YouTube. I know if you, you put hashtag Bible prophecy. Uh, it disappears from their algorithm. A uh, lot of us who've been working hard on keeping our website statistics through organic search engine indexing up, uh, basically, if you're a Bible prophecy ministry, phew, your search engine di- indexing just disappeared to the 10th page or something. I mean, they, they're they purposely trying to suppress the teaching of the Bible because it, it teaches people how to get saved and that Jesus is coming soon, and Satan can't have that. So I, one of the signs, I think, is how, again... People are willingly choosing to believe the lie, forcing out God's prophetic word, forcing out biblical teaching so they can chase after their own lusts and desires. As, as we just say, they, it says right there that they may be condemned who did not believe the truth, but had pleasure and unrighteousness. So they, they love evil. They love the sin. And so they're going to suppress the truth. And brother, if there's anything that defines the last, last few days that we've been living in, It's been living in a time period where we have seen the truth suppressed and people choosing to believe a lie.
0: Nathan, that is so true. Um, And and that's why we really need to continue to, uh, uh, again, shout from the rooftops uh, for Christians to get out there and vote and make a difference and pray. Uh, Again, we just talked about the tricks here. We know the spirit of Antichrist is upon us. But also, Nathan, the trick is that as we as a Christian nation, as we as believers uh, obey and do what's right. God will honor that, and He is going to bless us as a nation. Uh, Nathan, would we be able to jump to uh, Second Chronicles, uh, chapter uh, Second Chronicles? Let me look at that so so that we can. Um, uh, chapter seven, uh, verse fourteen. Uh, would you be able to read for us that verse? I know we don't have too much time, but just to leave a word of encouragement for Christians and also for us as a nation. Absolutely.
1: So you want Second Chronicles 7.14?
0: Yes, that would be fantastic.
1: Okay, let's do that. Uh,
0: just need to look it up real quickly. I
1: had 14.7. That's not going to work. Uh, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their
0: land. Wow, what a verse, huh? Isn't that beautiful, Nate? And, and this is our treat. This is the blessing right that it, And I, I love that because it, it's not just an individual but as a nation. And I think collectively the United States of America, there's a lot of wonderful Christians who love this country uh, and want to see the gospel flourish. And I think this is the opportunity when we really need to step up to the plate uh, and make a difference because we believe uh, time is wrapping up in opportunities. And uh, we, we need to right now give it all we got, right, Nathan? Absolutely. Uh, we're not supposed to give up until we're dead,
1: <laughs> that's <laughs> so, right. The, so- Nathan,
0: uh, yeah, and that's why uh, you, you made a good point until we're dead. And we believe death, uh, or the rapture, uh, for someone out there that doesn't know the Lord, uh, we need to prepare ourselves, we need to prepare ourselves spiritually, we need to consider where we're going to end up if the Lord calls us home. Uh, so Nathan, will you be able to speak to that person on the other side that maybe is listening right now, but doesn't have a relationship with the Lord? Maybe you and I have aroused their curiosity, and maybe they're now opening up to the gospel, maybe how they can start that relationship with the Lord. Well, absolutely,
1: absolutely. Uh, you know, you have, you have died, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, Romans tells us. That means that we're sinners. We have sin is a rejection of God, both in the head and the heart and in action and by rejecting god we fall under the death sentence and the death sentence is hell eternal uh existence in hell and but jesus didn't want us to to die he wants us to be in fellowship with god forever so god sent his own son to die on the cross for our sins the perfect man dying for the imperfect and when we put our faith and trust in jesus christ as our lord and savior then that rebellion that sin is forgiven and then the guilt can be taken away and we can then stand before God, guilt-free, forgiven, and we can have that right relationship with Jesus. So if you would put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, then pray from your heart. Something like, Dear Jesus, please, forgive me of my sins and be my Lord and Savior. And Jesus will do just that. Your sins will be forgiven. The guilt will be gone. And you'll inherit eternal life with him. Now go out, get baptized to show people that you are are saved, uh, join a good church that's doctrinally sound so you can grow in your relationship with Him.
0: Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Nathan. And for those of you that maybe just trusted Christ right now by faith, hey, we would love to hear from you. I would love for you to give us a call, 305-992-9537, and we would love to celebrate with you, and we would love to send you a Bible so that you can continue to grow in your relationship with the Lord. And of course, uh, like Nathan said, find the church get plugged in, be baptized and and rejoice uh, because God is doing some amazing, amazing things. So Nathan, what a fantastic program, a very important one. I wanna thank you so much for bringing those wonderful scriptures to light and giving us that wonderful background in in the reality of what we're facing today. Amen, brother. Uh,
1: Folks, uh, time is short. Go out and vote biblical values.
0: Amen, praise the Lord.